everyone, and welcome to TOT, our Thoughts on Things podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Abby. And in today's episode, we are going to be sharing our thoughts on our favorite Bible stories. So, Abby, why don't you just kick us off? Let us know what your favorite Bible story is and some thoughts on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, my favorite Bible story is the story where Jesus talks to the woman at the well this has been my favorite Bible story, I think, for, um, I want to say maybe five-ish years. Um, I remember hearing it in middle school, and it's always just been a favorite of mine. It's in John chapter 4, and basically it's um, it's a story um, about when Jesus and his disciples were traveling around, and um Jesus stops at this well and there's a Samaritan woman there. And um, this particular Samaritan woman was kind of looked down upon because um, she, because of her living situation and um, she had lived with multiple men before and just kind of looked down upon not only because she was a Samaritan, but also just because of um, who she was. And Jesus decided to speak to her and, um, I think that's super special because it's a reminder that Jesus is a friend of sinners and not just of people who seem to have it all together. And um, yeah. And uh, he tells her about the living water and that he is the living water uh, that she needs. And at first she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand what living water means she says this well is very deep where would you get this living water and um but jesus tells her that anyone who drinks from this water will soon become thirsty again he's talking about the well and the water in the well and he said but those who drink the water i give will never be thirsty again it becomes fresh bubbling spring from within and gives them eternal life and that's what Jesus gives us. And um, I think it's really special that, you know, Jesus took this opportunity to, you know, share who he was with this woman. And um, afterwards she shared her, she was able to share her testimony with other people through that. Yeah. I think one of the coolest parts of that story is like the after fact, Mm -hmm. like it was a, this dramatic transformation in her life. And then she goes and tells people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, in my notes, I've written down, the story is a great reminder of God's love and what it means for us. But it's also a challenge to tell others how God has worked in your lives. Um, I don't, I think as Christians, we should be challenged not to keep our testimonies a secret. Um I always try to share with others, even if it's just fellow Christians, you know, how God is working in my life, just to show what he's doing and how and showing how faithful he is, Um, because sometimes people have trouble seeing that. So if I share, I hope by sharing my testimony and sharing how God has worked in my life, people are able to see how good he is. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, um, I also have written down, you know, Jesus is the living water and that um, those who drink from the water he gives us will never thirst again. 
um, in my notes, I've written down, what do I thirst for in life? Is it Jesus? Um, sometimes it's not. I find that I'm often thirsting for very earthly things, um, often from things from people, because um, I often want to turn to people because they can give that instant gratification that um, we sometimes don't feel when we turn to God. So um, I've been really challenged lately, like in moments when I'm feeling super overwhelmed or, um, or I just feel super anxious and worried or sad to turn to Jesus and not my own understanding. And um, I always find that through then I'm more fulfilled and I feel more peace. And yeah. Yeah. Good thoughts. So my favorite Bible story, um, and it's, I went back and forth on what Bible story I was going to Oh, I don't know what she's going to pick. I, I, I think I know. <laughs> I go in phases of like, well, this one sounds really cool right now and stuff. But I think really as long as I can remember thinking, going back, like this is a Bible story I always go back to as being my favorite Bible story. And that is the story of a widow's might. Oh. Um, that I, <laughs> what did you I think thought I was going to Esther. Oh, uh, well, Esther is a whole other topic. Yeah. I, could, I, could I think we could do a whole like, series on Esther. Yes, I think that might be a great idea for future because I did think about Esther, but when I was, um, I ended up coming back to this one um, for today's episode anyway. Um, so the story is found um, in uh, the Gospel of Luke. Um, it's also in Mark. Um, and basically kind of some context and background of what's going on. Um, in this story, Jesus is literally days away from crucifixion. Um, so he knows what is coming up um, in just a few days. He knows what's going to happen. And yet here he is, um, he's choosing to be at the temple. Um, in the verses right before this, Jesus gives a warning about how the scribes and how they devour a widow's house. Jesus just gave that warning. And then in the verses immediately after this, uh, somebody, some people were talking and somebody makes a comment about how beautiful and noble the temple is. And Jesus says that, you know, there's going to be a day where this is all going to be destroyed. Jesus is like, yeah, you know, it's great and it's beautiful, but it's not going to last. It's all going to fall. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then there's this little story, just four verses, Luke and Luke 21 verses one to four, this little story about the widow's might that fits right in between a um, all of this. And so when I think about that context, if I can imagine, I would think that at this time, Jesus is feeling like kind of frustrated. Um, you know, we just heard him talk about the scribes and how they're not treating people the way they should. He knows the crucifixion and the events, um, that are just going to happen a few days later. And here he is in the temple seeing these events and, I mean, if I can imagine, he's probably just sitting there thinking, guys, this is not how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. This is not what it's supposed to look like. Um, you know, so then all this is going on and then in walks this widow and she gives up her two mites, um, just two, two small copper coins. I'm going to read the verses real quick since it's just four of them. Um, Luke 21 verses one to four. It says, Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering. And he saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. And he said, 
Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. So, like I said, just these four tiny verses fit sandwiched in between um, Jesus talking about scribes um, and how they're treating people, and then Jesus talking about the future of what the temple looks like, and here's the story of this widow. Um, so like, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, well, so what? That's your favorite Bible story. And I don't know why when I was five years old, this was my favorite Bible story, but I know thinking on it now, here are a few thoughts that come to mind. Um, my first thought is just the widow deserved better. Uh, the religious people, they should have been the ones taking care of the widow, but instead, we heard Jesus warn in the verses right before this that instead they're devouring widows' homes, taking everything they have. Um, and so this widow could very well be one of the widows that the scribes went into her home and took everything. Mm. Um, you know, and here she is with two small copper coins left. Like very literally, this is all she had to live on. There's not anything, you know, she's, okay, yes, I'll give, this is everything I have left over, but this is what I have to pay for my meal tonight. Like, no, this is all she had left and she's giving it away. And like, yes, we're all called to give sacrificially. Um, and you know, that's a whole other <laughs> sermon in itself of give, giving sacrificially, but I just can't help but think that this widow, she deserved more from the people who claimed to be, um, religious, I guess would be the word she deserved better mm -hmm. from them. Um, scripture tells us, you know, to care for the widows. And um, I don't know, I think the church is in place to help the people who are suffering like that. And so even thinking, okay, that's what was going on then, what's going on now? Is the church, the church as a whole, um, globally, and then the church locally, are we doing everything we're supposed to do to take care of the vulnerable people around us? Um, so that's the first thought. Another thought, because I have lots of thoughts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, another thought is just the fact that Jesus sees. Um, now, everyone saw the rich people given because giving, because I'm sure they almost made a show out of it. Um, they would walk up to what it was basically like an offering plate, I guess you could say. And I can just like imagine the rich almost putting on a show. Let me drop in one coin at a time so you can hear it jingle and clink mm -hmm. and all that as it falls into the offering plate, making this big show of it. Um, so everybody sees them. But then in walks this widow who I imagine uh, the people kind of just ignored. And she walks over and I mean, we're talking tiny copper coins that she drops in to the offering plate. So, you know, no loud clinging noise for her, nothing to draw attention to her, uh, for people to see, but Jesus sees. And I just think that's so powerful that he noticed her and, um, just kind of, you know, she probably didn't feel very seen or very noticed in society, but Jesus did in fact see her. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just kind of is very powerful. And then not only does Jesus see, but after he sees, he lets everyone know that her offering was worth more than the rich. 
they had so much money that what they put in didn't really mean anything to them. Um, it was just, you know, a big chunk of change to them to throw in and make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. But for the widow, it was everything. And Jesus saw that and Jesus acknowledged that, uh, which I just think of, you know, what that does to my own heart to know, like, Jesus sees. Just like he saw the widow giving, he sees me and my everyday walk. And then final thought I have um, for today anyway on this story is just the idea of, um, you know, the verses tell us that um, she put in all she had to live on. You know, everybody else gave out of their abundance, but out of her poverty, she put in all she had to live on. Um, and I just think like, what, uh, I don't know if encouragement is the right word. What a challenge, I guess, so to say. Now, I want to be careful because there's... Um, the Bible verses don't tell us what the widow's heart was in given and giving. She could have been giving out of guilt. She, we don't know that. Yeah. Um, but whatever her reason, she showed up at the temple. We know that much. She showed up at the temple and gave all she had left to live on. Um, so we can make some assumptions. We can draw some conclusions from that. Um, but at the end of the day, we don't ultimately know why she did that, but I know it is a challenge for me. Um, like I mentioned before, like we are called to give sacrificially, uh, I both financially, um, but then in all areas of our life. So like, am I willing to, okay, I have this much money in the bank. Uh, am I willing to sacrifice what I know the church needs or, or something like that? Am I willing to make a sacrifice um, if it's what I have, it might be all I have to live on. Um, but do I trust God enough to give in that? And so yeah. like both financially, but then I also think just kind of like, you know, with my time, with my, um, talents and spiritual gifts, like I want to be known as somebody who like, I gave all I had, Yeah. um, you know, like time. Okay, sure. I work a full-time job. I have, you know, different responsibilities and stuff, but I want to be known as somebody who like with my time, people know me as giving all I have to serving the Lord, yeah. to telling people about Jesus. When it comes to my talents, like guys, I'm not a super talented person. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, like there's nothing that I'm like super gifted in necessarily. But am I somebody who takes what I have, takes it to the Lord and says, God, this is it. It's all yours. It's all yours. Everything I have, God, it's yours. Um, so that's just kind of like what I'm convicted on when I read those verses. Yeah. I would, I, I want to be known as somebody who, when people say, oh yeah, Katie Waters, I want people to be like, oh, she gives everything for Jesus. She gives all her energy for Jesus. She gives all her money for Jesus. She gives all her time for Jesus. Um, that's just something mm -hmm. that's a challenge for me um, of something I would like to be known as. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting that you pointed out that um, whole time thing. I think we can be very selfish, like not just with money and giving to the Lord, but also as much with time. I know like 
I really have to hold myself accountable and like giving all my time to the Lord, you know, and not being selfish with that um, and not being selfish with my talents and not, you know, because I feel the same way. I'm often like, no, God doesn't want me to use this. You know, it's just kind of like, that's not a thing, but it's like, no, God gifts, gifts you with these certain abilities. And, and, you know, when I think of spiritual gifts, I'm, I'm not just talking about like, oh, someone is um, an amazing singer or anything like that. I'm also thinking of just qualities as a person. You know, I think of people who like, like my sister, Katie, like she is, she works well in the classroom and she's able to work with children with special needs. Not everybody is able to do that. Um, I think of teachers who teach middle schoolers. That is an acquired <laughs> gift, you know, um, or just people in just certain fields and like just having qualities like um, of patience and grace um, that not everyone has. Um, that's something that we need to give to God. And I, and I think in my life, I'm, I've especially been trying to recognize the things that God has gifted me in and then recognizing them and seeing how I can use that for his glory. Yeah. And it's hard because, like I said, it's not like I, like I know, obviously we all have spiritual mm-hmm. gifts and I think I know what my spiritual gift is and, and stuff, but it's not like I can say like, oh, well, I am super talented in this. So here, God, use me to not like I'm an amazing artist or an amazing musician or anything like that but like all right I do a decent job teaching children's Mm -hmm. church or I can paint a wall if a wall at church needs painting like you know so it might not be that I'm super gifted or super talented in in any particular area but it's just saying like God this little bit I have my two copper coins you know they don't look like a lot compared to maybe what other people are given giving or what other people are gifted in but like god here's my two copper coins that i'm offering into the offering yeah plate. like use this how you will i want to give it all yeah back. which i think like you know thinking of our two favorite bible stories together yeah was- you know you have somebody who's you know the widow who's giving all she has to live on and then you know you have the woman at the well who basically does the same she hears god's message and she goes back and tells everybody yeah i i really like how kind of the two of our stories correlated and we didn't know each other's stories until i think katie knew mine because i had notes but um uh i think it's interesting how they two correlate because the two of them are in some form kind of an outcast they're kind of different you know but yeah but jesus notices them you know for sure and um like I said, the woman at the well, she's a Samaritan. And, you know, in that time, Jews and Samaritans really didn't associate with one another. And um, she also, here I'll read in verse, I'll start at verse 15. Um, This is right after Jesus tells her about the living water. And this is what she says. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go get your husband, Jesus told her. 
I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that the Jews insist that in Jerusalem that the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here and not whatever. I think I read too much, but <laughs> uh, like I was saying, she was just, she was an outcast. She was a sinner, like like all of us. And Jesus saw her and noticed her. And- Which I love how like Jesus Jesus so knew her that when she was like, oh, well, I don't have a husband. Jesus is like, yeah, "Yeah, I know. You're right. You've had five. (laughs) And that guy you're living with right now isn't even married to you. And she's like, well, you must be a prophet. And she goes on and on. And, um, you know, Jesus begins to tell her more. And um, eventually he tells her that he's the Messiah. And I just love her reaction because she does not hesitate to go and tell other people about what she had just experienced. And I think it's definitely a challenge for me. Like we should all have that same excitement and that same like angst to go and tell people about what Jesus has done, not only in our lives, but just for the entire world and who he is. Um, so, yeah, I that's a challenge for me because I, when I go to church or if I'm like going to, um, you know, the events that are here at um, college, I look for how it's going to bless me and, and like how it's going to affect me. And then I often just kind of keep it to myself. And, um, and I'm like, oh, wow, that was nice. Thank you, Lord, for that. But like, no, now I need to share with others what you know, God has been doing. And, um, it's all, it's the same thing. It's the same idea with the widow's might, you know, giving all I have, um, for God's glory. So, yeah. Very good. All right. Well, I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I had this idea to end our podcast, um, after we share our thoughts on whatever. Yeah. Um, each of us maybe say one thing good that has happened in the last week and one thing we're looking forward to in the upcoming week. Okay. All right. So I don't know if you need a minute to think Um, or if you know off the top of your head what one good thing is that happened in the past week. One good thing that happened in the past week. I'll yeah. While you're thinking. <laughs> um, one good thing that happened in the past week for me, Saturday morning, I got to do a little um, art class at our local little art league with my uh, youngest sister, Jaylen, who, who's not very young anymore. She's a teenager I know. herself. Like, that's so weird. <laughs> but I've always enjoyed like artsy kind of things. And so to do something like that in the community and then do it with my sister, it was a lot of fun to paint and stuff. So that was one good thing that happened for me this past week. What about you? Um, okay. I don't know. I hope this doesn't come off as like shallow, but whatever. Um, so this past, uh, well, okay. I'm just going to go into it. So I've been really getting into journaling since being here at college. Um, but I'm not a bullet journal or, or anything. I'm not into stationery or anything like that. If you know me, I don't have the patience for anything like that, but I do love to write. And I just like to write my thoughts on things. <laughs> and um, 
So yeah, I've been journaling a lot. And last night um, while I was journaling, I decided to make a list of thing of my favorite things here to do in Lynchburg at college, just my favorite things so far. And um, I've realized that I love to eat. Um, I love to- Freshman 15. Yeah, it's, it might happen. Um, more like freshman, <laughs> like 30. <laughs> so, so I love to eat. Um, I love to go to church and like campus community and all those events where we can all gather and study God's word and worship. And I love doing all that stuff and um, watching the sunset. I that's become my like one of my favorite things. And I've been doing it probably almost every day for the past week um, is is watch the sunset and um, the, the sunsets here and. Lynchburg just hit different. They are beautiful. And um, there's so many different places and like beautiful like spots to watch it at. And it's just my favorite thing to do. Anyways, with that being said, so I've been watching the sunset a lot and it's just so cool because um, it's a great reminder of like creation and um, just seeing that every day is just a beautiful reminder of God's glory. But um, also on Sunday after church, I got to try a new cinnamon roll like restaurant place called Sin City. And if you know me, cinnamon rolls are probably one of my favorite desserts. And I got to try very big and very gooey and sweet cinnamon rolls. And don't rub it. That was very good. And I got two. I got a regular cinnamon roll and then I got a Swiss and cheese roll thing it was so good speaking of trying new things i should have mentioned this for a good thing that happened too you know that local place abby um thankful hearts nutrition that we said we always wanted yeah to i keep forgetting I, I finally got to try one of their teas yes, today, one of their loaded teas it was very good which yeah. like you know loaded teas are like the popular cool thing yeah. right now it was very yummy they came and um they offered to do a delivery at school today um, for anybody that wanted to order. So I took advantage of that. So that's another uh, good thing. That I'm so I forgot. I was like, okay, one thing I'm going to do in Sebring before I leave for college is do the thankful hearts drink. Yeah. Didn't do it. <laughs> we'll have to do it when you come yeah, home for Thanksgiving. Uh, when, I come, when I come home, I'll definitely do it. <laughs> so what do you look So one yeah. thing, what am I looking forward to? Um, This is like long way off, but like well, I guess not too long off because technically fall starts September 22nd. We just don't feel that in Florida. Oh my gosh, it's um, chilly today, Katie. Okay, I don't want to hear <laughs> it, Abby. So I am looking forward to um, decorating my house for fall. That sounds so silly, but I have lots of fall decor, probably as much fall decor as I do Christmas decor. Mm. Um, and well, your fall decor and your Christmas decor can kind of go together because you have a very yes. woodsy... Yeah, woodsy, woodland creatures kind of thing. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to, I think the first day of fall is like September 22nd or something. And Cole told me I have to wait until fall to decorate for fall. Anyway, I'm looking forward to decorating for fall. That's something I'm looking forward to. Very nice. There's lots of things I'm looking forward to. Um, I have a couple friends who are in quarantine right now. I'm looking forward to them uh, not being in quarantine. 
Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of things like in college that I'm like, because of course I'm like, I'm, I'm loving it here, but I'm trying to think of. Hey, what is your special chapel event you're going to? Oh, convocation. That's tomorrow. Yes. There you go. That's something yes, else. I'm very to. much. It's our first in-person convocation. Not everybody can go, but they've selected um, a large enough group of, I guess, just, I don't know if they randomly selected, but anyways, I'm, I was fortunate enough I get to go and I'm really happy and I'm excited for the guest speaker because it's Franklin Graham and I'm like really nerding out about that. I talked about it with a couple other people and they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. I'm like, it's Franklin Graham. Like, do you not realize how awesome this is? Anyways, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And um, uh, this weekend I'm going to like a retreat with – a program I'm a part of at school called Eagle Scholars. So we'll be going to that. So that'll be fun. Lots of things going on. I'm going to be honest. Like I just kind of take things week by week. So I don't know what's happening a week after this. I'm looking forward to parent weekend, um, having my parents come. And I think Jalen's coming, I think. Yeah, she's coming, I think. And then is that October? Most importantly, my dog is they're bringing my dog. Oh, I'm so excited to see him again. Aww. I love him so much. And then of course, like I don't know, it's our it's only September, but of course I'm already like thinking about like Christmas time and spending Christmas at home. But right now I'm focused on being here. <laughs> one week at a time. Yeah, one week at a time. All right. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. Maybe Tuesdays will be our day. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yes. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, whoever's listening. We'll chat with you next time. Yep. Bye.